are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. There is um, a subject that I wanted to talk on. Now, we did a... <clears throat> Wednesday nights, we did an eight-week um, study on this subject. It's called love. It's actually the love of God is what it, we're talking about. But uh, there's a lot of you that weren't there, and uh, the Lord kind of impressed upon my heart to, to just press forward with this and to bring it forth. I mean, can we learn too much about the love of God? <laughs> I guess not. No way. I mean, that's, it's a, that's an important subject. And, uh, and you know what? If we're going um, to see great things done... Uh, we're going to have to operate in love. And as we go through this in the next three Sundays, we're going to see how important it is. Amen? Um, because the Lord wants to use us to be a blessing to others around us. And uh, if we're just stuck on me, that's going to be hard to get done. I can see the resounding response over that already. But that's okay as we go along. You know, the Lord's not out to get us. Amen? He's out to help us. And uh, we're going to learn from the Word. That's the only way we really get help, amen, is by uh, the Spirit of God working in our lives. Amen? Through His Word and through His servants and through the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, if you've got your Bibles with, with you, why don't you turn? First of all, let's turn to Matthew, the 22nd chapter of Matthew. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that as we go into your word, we pray, Lord, that you would illuminate your truth to us in a special way. Lord, give us revelation knowledge on the subject of love. Lord, you are the one that can teach us about love. Lord, help us to come to a deeper understanding so that we can be the people of God you've called us to be and that we can have care and concern for each other, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Matthew 22 and 37. Well, actually, we'll start at 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him, this is Jesus, a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all. The word all. Everybody say all. All. All the law and the prophets. Amen? And uh, if, we, if we were to go over into, into Luke's gospel, we understand that there was, a, uh, there was a, um, a story there about a, a good Samaritan. Remember, you remember the story about the good Samaritan? And do you remember um, that Jesus had used this as, as an example about who was... Who was his neighbor? Who was great to his neighbor, right? And, and the story was all about a, a man going down and getting, coming down from Jericho, and he gets uh, beat up by some thieves. They rob him and leave him for dead. You know, and then there's a priest that goes by him and just kind of wanders on around him and just doesn't want nothing to do with him, really. Um, couldn't be bothered, I guess. Then there was a Levite who did the same thing, just passed by on the other side. Didn't really care about him much. 
But then there was a Samaritan who, you know, if this man was coming down from Jericho, it was probably a Jew. And the Samaritans, they were, uh, you know, they didn't have any dealings with the Jews. You remember the story about Jesus and the lady at the well, right? She was surprised that Jesus would have any dealing with her at all because she was a Samaritan. That's a, they were half-breed Jews. And they didn't really have any, uh, they didn't even worship in the same place, you know? You remember the story about that? And so this man, a Samaritan, takes care and concern on this gentleman. The Bible says he looked after his wounds and cared for him. And not only that, but the Bible says that he put him on his horse, took him down to the, took him down to the local hotel, and you know, put him up. And said to the manager, um, you know what, uh, here's a couple pennies, which is two days' wages, actually. Uh, here's a couple days' wages. And, uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you spend more on them, I'll pay you when you come back. In other words, give them the best care you can. Don't be cheap on this care. Now, this man had never, these two hadn't met. Amen? They didn't know one another. In fact, they, they, one being a Samaritan, really, he was the one that could have. If you, if you were to think of things in the natural, the way we look at things, he could, have walked, he could have walked around, right? But he chose not to. And Jesus said to this man who was uh, this, this lawyer, he said to him, now, which one do you think was neighbor? And, of course, the man said, well, the one who showed the most mercy. And Jesus said, that's right. Go and do likewise. You see, it's important that we are um, that we are reaching out to the people around us. I, I said it's important that we reach out to the people around us. You see, you see we got something inside us, and we, and we need to share it. We need to reach out. But I want you to take and turn over to John, the book of John, and uh, the 13th, chapter of John. Glory to God. Now you're going to, you're going to, you're, you're releasing faith. You're helping me here, right? You, you know, it's, it's important that you, um, that you're, that you're pulling, that you're believing and trusting God. Okay. Because, uh, you know, utterance is directly proportional to the people who are receiving it. If you're just going to sit there and not want anything, well, you ain't going to get anything. But if you're going to believe that God's going to do something in your life today, you start drawing on the Holy Ghost. See, you don't need to hear from me. You need to hear from him. Because he's the one that's going to make a difference in your life. I can sit up here and rattle all day long and you get nothing. But if the Lord will take my tongue like the pen of a ready writer and he'll begin to minister to you through the Holy Spirit, you're going to get something today. And not only today, but the next three Sundays. Because the whole thing is going to wrap, you know, it's all, it's all about love. And you may think you love everybody, but when we go into the Word, you may find out different. You may find out that there's, some, uh, there's, there's a little more to this than meets the eye. Amen? So we're willing. We want it, we want it don't we? Now, 1334. Here's Jesus talking. It's in red. You do realize that when it's written in red in your Bible, that's the words of the Lord, right? Amen. So if you've got an iPad, well, this is, um, this is for you too. Now, I've got nothing against electronic devices, but sometimes you just need to get into the written word too. Because if you're brand new to your Bible and you open up your iPad 
you might not know that this is written by Jesus. So I'm telling you, it is. This is Jesus, the head of the church, writing this. So I think we better pay attention. Okay? Jesus says this. He goes, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. This is Jesus giving a new commandment to the family of God. This is not to the world. This is to the church. This commandment is directly spoken to you and I. Glory to God. It's getting quiet in this place. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have one for, love for one for another. Did you, did you notice what he said here? Did you catch that? By this, by what? By this love, shall all men know that you are my disciples. Not, not by your attendance in church. That's, that's not how men are going to know that you're a disciple of Jesus. Not, not by much how much you come here and give. That, that's not how men are going to know you're a disciple of Jesus. Not because of your much speaking and your eloquence. Not even because you open your Bible every day. That's not how people are going to know that you're a disciple of Jesus. Jesus said, they're going to know that you, that you are an disciple, my disciple because you have love one for another. And I'll tell you, if there's ever something that draws people to another group of people is when they come together and operate in love. It draws people. When there's a catastrophe and people join together and draw together in love, what does that do? Even in the natural, when we've had seen uh, disasters, what happens when people rally together? Doesn't it not draw the attention of the whole world? Well, Jesus said that if you want people to notice, if you want people to notice that you are my disciple, this is how they're going to notice it, is you've, if you have love one to another. Now, I want to I, I stipulate something here. This love is not a feeling. If you're going to go off of feelings, you're going to be messed up when it comes to love. Do you agree? You see, the Greeks, they had four words for love. They had the word agape, which we call the God kind of love. Amen? It's unconditional. It's not based on feelings. It's, it's not based on whether I like you or not, neither. They have sturge, which is kind of a family love. That's what that, that's talking about, the family. They have filio, which is brotherly love. And then, of course, we all know the word eros, which is where a lot of people are hanging out nowadays. That's sexual love. We get the word erotica from it. The agape love falls into a category all by itself. That's God's love. That's not a feeling, brothers and sisters. Do you, you think that Jesus, or that the Father felt like sending his son to the cross? Do you think that? Do you think that Jesus had a good feeling about going to the cross? But he went. And the Bible says it was because of love. 
That's not a feeling kind of love, is it? No, that's an unconditional love given to the world because God loves us. He loves the world. So if we're going to go by feelings, you're going to be up and down in love. I mean, after all, you come in and you see me. I'm dressed in something you like. You like it. You like what I say. You like what I do for you. You might say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to love that guy. But come on in here, and I say something crossways to you that's not right. I don't look too good. You know, might, might smell, might, might, might not be, might not be a, uh, in, in your eyes the way I should be. Your love may go sideways. And you say, that, that, uh, you know, I just something about that guy. No, no, you see, no, no, you love me because I'm your brother. I love you because you're my brother. We are in the same family. It's not based on how I feel about you. Are we, are we, are we getting this a little bit? Are we getting this a little bit? Praise God, because this is, we're just getting started. We, we have been so mistaught. It's, it, the teaching on love for, in our generation is so skewed. I mean, after all, if you're married and you say you love somebody and 10 days down the road you're not feeling good about them, why not just break it off and go find somebody else and love them too? Well, isn't that the way our society is now? If it's working, let's stay with it. If it's not, let's go our ways. Well, that's not love. That's the kind of love that Amnon had for Tamar. Those were, those, were children, those were two children David had. They were brother and sister. He was so, the Bible says he was lovesick over his sister. He was lovesick over her. In fact, he tricked her by having her make him something to eat, it, which drew her, he pretended he was sick, which drew her into his bedroom. He began to advance on her and raped her. And then the Bible says afterwards he hated her with more hate than he did with the love before. You see, that's not love at all, is it? That's not what we're talking about here at all. No, we're talking about the God kind of love, the agape love that God has given to us. And the Bible says here, it says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. How? How would we do that? Well, the Bible says here, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Well, now, how did Jesus love us? I mean, let's face it. He did it all for us, didn't he? Did he hold back in anything? I mean, he gave his life. He laid down his life for you and for me. Now, Jesus said that same type of love that he gave for you, we are to give for one another. Interesting, hey? Interesting. Interesting. See, we live in a society that's all about me. It is, and I have lived it. Self-centered life, I've lived that life. It's a life that's most unrewarding. The selfish life. But yet, people are taught that nowadays. We are taught to be, keep your eye on number one, right? After all, it's 
all about me and what I can get from society. It's all about what's good for me and for mine. Forget the guy over there. It's all about me. And that is exactly opposite to what Jesus has been teaching us. You see where sometimes we can get in a mess? As we go on here, we're going to see how important this is for your, your walk and my walk. In fact, let's, uh, well, let's just, first of all, we'll go over to 1 John. Let's just, we'll just kind of move around here a bit in the Word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. First John 3 and go to 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committed sin, sorry, First uh, John 3, 14. I'm in the wrong one. First John 3, 14. We know that we have passed from death unto life. Ooh, look at this one. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath his world's goods and seeth his brother have need and shut up, up, shutteth up his bowels or won't bother giving, he has no compassion for him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Little children, let us love not in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Wow. Now, there was a lot said there, wasn't there? Amen? We do not want to let that hatred ever abide near us. Amen? Why would this is written to New Testament believers? Why, why, why would John be bothered writing that? Because there are individuals who get to such a place that they actually begin to hate their brother because of things that have gone wrong, because of, of offenses. That's why the Bible says, watch out for offense. Do not give it place. Know how. If you get any the slightest little bit of offense coming in, rebuke it, get rid of it right away. Because the Bible says it'll defile you. Offense will defile you. It will grow and grow. And I have seen it happen. Grow and people get more and more bitter and more and more upset. And next thing you know, they walk, they, they'll actually either walk away from the, from the church and go off on their own and think they're okay or they'll walk right away from God. Both are terrible places to be. All because of a little bit of offense that wasn't dealt with in the beginning. Amen? I mean, this is the Word of God. This isn't, you know, this isn't me making up something. If you have your Bibles, you can read it right along right with me there. This is what God is saying to us. Because, you know, and the reason he says, that, says these things to us is because he wants us to mature. He wants us to come into perfection. You understand what the Bible is talking about perfection? It means you're coming into maturity. We cannot operate in mature. We cannot be mature Christians without operating in love. It won't happen. 
You'll be up and down all over the place. You'll, one day you'll love Jesus. The next day you'll feel that he hates you. You'll feel that everybody hates you one day and the other next day, oh, man, everybody's so nice to me. If you are going by, uh, you know, just your feelings and, 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 and not exercising what the word of God says over us, if we won't exercise it, we won't get the benefits from it. It's really not that complicated, but yet sometimes we have a hard time with it. Amen? So this is why the Lord instructs us in these areas, because he is concerned about us. Amen? First John, go over to 4. Okay, and 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. For he, or he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. You notice that? God is love. It doesn't, doesn't say God has love. It says God is love. That means he is the fullness of love. Our Father is love. Well, if you're born of your Father, I'm kind of thinking as we go along here, we'll find out you've got some love in you too, right? I, I, I'm, I, you see, this isn't going to be a hard place for us. This isn't going to be a hard thing for us to do. This is an obedience. This is what this will be more about. Just stepping out and obeying the Word of God. This isn't going to be a hard thing. You've got this in you already. What does Romans 5, 5 says? It says the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the love of God is in you. The love of God is in me because we are his children. You see, sometimes something can be in us, but it can be pushed down. It can be in us. It can be a part of us, but it can be pushed down and suppressed. But we don't want to do that. We want to let that love flow we want to exercise that love. We want to step out in love. We want to purpose love. Because love is a purpose. <laughs> love is an action word. Amen? That's how we love. Well, let's go on. We'll see. We'll see this now. Praise the Lord. See, God is, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, oh, here it comes. If God, if, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Glory to God. Amen. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you got the Holy Ghost. You've got the Spirit of God dwelling in you. We're talking about the Spirit in you. There's also the Spirit upon you, but that's what we're not talking about that today. We're talking about the Spirit of God in you. When you were born again, you got the Spirit of God in you. That means you got that love, that same agape love is in you. It's in me. You read that, eh? You read that with me, didn't you? Praise the Lord. I mean... You may be sitting back there and going, wow, that may be true, but I sure ain't feeling it. Well, that's got nothing to do with it. 
you're listening to your, you're listening to the wrong voice. You understand that your conscience is the voice of your spirit. Amen? You understand that your, uh, that, that your feelings are the voice of your flesh. You understand that. You also understand that your intellect is the voice of your mind. Now, the Bible says you got a new spirit when you got born again, but you didn't get a new, you didn't get a new mind. And you, and, you, and you certainly didn't get new flesh. I mean, I look the same. I mean, I'm the same guy. The Bible says, in fact, that you've got to renew your mind through the Word of God. I have to go into the Word of God to change my way of thinking because if I don't change my way of thinking according to the Word of God, then I'm going to begin to think like the world thinks, and I'm going to be, think, I'm going to be thinking that love is a feeling. After all, you did me wrong. I'm going to do you wrong right back. But that's not what gets, that's not what, that's not what the love of God is about. That's not what gets the, per, the good results. We know that, you know, evil just begots evil. You push hard against somebody, they just push back, next thing you know it's a squat, it's a fight, squabble. Well, what does that prove? But, if this man smacks you across the face and you back up and you go, wow, you, that was an accident, wasn't it? And you say, you know what? Uh, I don't fully understand it, but man, I love you. I, I don't understand what you were doing, but, but I love you. Was that a feeling? Did, did you feel like saying that because he smacked you one? No, you'd rather retaliate and punch him. But that's not what Jesus said, talked about. Amen? Oh, we see how it goes here. It's a little different than just what we might have thought, right? The love of God. Let's go to John, the 15th chapter of John. Glory to God. Oh, this is good stuff. I'll tell you, the Word of God is so rich, and it's, oh, glory to God. It, it, the, the, Jesus said, thy word is truth. Hallelujah. 15th chapter. 9. Let's go to 9.15. So that's John, 15th chapter, 9th. As the Father hath loved me, so I love you. Continue ye in my love. That's you and I. Continue you in my, in, in my love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. You know, the, you, reason, you realize the word abide there? That means to live. That's our dwelling place. That's where we live. That's our home. That's what the word abide means, to live. You abide at 50th Street and 42nd Avenue. You abide wherever you abide. I abide out at Crane Lake. You live. That's where, you, that's where you're at. Okay? Praise the Lord. Amen? It says, if you keep my commandments, and what was one of the commandments we just read? It's a new commandment, in fact, wasn't it? You see, we don't have to worry about the other commandments because if you're walking in love, are you going to kill somebody? If you're walking in love, are you going to go steal from somebody? Are you going to desire some, some, your neighbor's wife and, and you know, do all this kind of stuff? No. If you're walking in love, uh, the other commandments, that's why Jesus said that all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. It's like a shower curtain. You got the love of God and you got the love, you got the, you're loving your neighbor. Get over and balance to one side, it slides over that way. Get over balance to the other side, it slides over that way. It can slide right off, in fact, if you get too far off. Amen? So you see, all the, all the, all the, the law hangs on that. Amen? Okay, so now it says, now here, here we're going to over again something very interesting here. 
If you keep my commandments, you shall abide or live in my love, even as I keep my Father's commandments and abide or live in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Whoop, are, we getting a, are we getting a connection here? Uh, are we getting a connection here? Do you understand that if you're not experiencing joy in your life, that there's a correlation between joy and your love walk? Oh, now it starts getting right down where we live. If we are experiencing a lack of joy, maybe we should check out. Maybe we should check ourselves out and see how we're doing in the area of walking in love. It's not my words. This is the Lord Jesus speaking to us, talking about our love walk and our joy. In fact, over here, this is very good also. Go over to the, well, just go right, if you've got your Bible, just go over to, to 14th, the 14th chapter, 21st verse. You just, mine, it's on the same page here. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is it that loveth me. So if you're going to want to experience love for Jesus, first thing you're going to have to know is you're going to have to know the Word of God. Because you're going to have to keep his commandments. And you're not going to understand the Lord's commandments. You realize that there's just more than a couple of commandments, right? You, you realize that this is a way of life. This is where we abide. This is where we live. We live the Christian life. We want to be Christ-like. We want to emanate Jesus Christ. So, in order to do that, we've got to get into the Word of God. You can't just come here one day on, on, on a day a week and spend 15 minutes hearing, the, hearing a sermon and then go out and expect to be victorious out there every day. It's not going to happen. We need the Word of God every day. We need to be reading our chapter every day. We need to be spending time with the Lord every day. Amen? Thank you for the two people that agreed with that. Well, the rest of you, just keep working with Keep walking with it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Praise God. We'll get there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, now let's go on here. Let's... He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is it that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. Glory to God. We want the Father's love, don't we? And I will love him, and what? Ooh, look at this. And will manifest myself to him. Oh, here's some important things going on. You want the Spirit of the living God manifesting himself in your life? Oh, and it's like heaven's brass. Oh, yeah, but you just cursed out your neighbor. Called your brother. All kinds of other names. Well, that heifer. <laughs> huh? You see? And you expect, you expect to operate and have Jesus manifest himself in a great way in your life? You see, that's not going to happen, is it? Unless, unless, unless God's a liar. And if he's a liar, I bow out right now. If, if God's a liar, I'll bow out right now and I'll leave. But if he's not which I don't think there's any person going to stand up here and say, God's a liar. No, God's not a liar. His truth is real. Amen? So we want the Lord Jesus manifesting in our life. Well, we got to keep his commandments. we got to walk in love because that's one of the commandments he just said. A new commandment I give you. Wow. 
Well, we want the love of God. We want God manifesting himself in us so that we experience the blessing, but we also want the, we also want the anointing to manifest out to others around us, don't we? I mean, what good, what good is this day to us if the, if, if, if the Holy Ghost isn't manifesting himself to you today? If the Holy Spirit isn't working and, and talking to you right now, what good is this? I mean, I might as well charge money and danced. You'd have probably all wanted it back. No, this, is, this isn't a man's show. This is, this, is, this is the living God speaking to us. Hallelujah. We need to take it and, and, and reverence it and take it to heart and act upon it. Because you know the Bible says that it's not the hearers that are blessed. I mean, you can hear all kinds of word. You can read your Bible every day, but if you don't do any of it, the Bible says that the person who doesn't do the word of God has brought himself into deception because he thinks he's good, he thinks he's presu- he presumes that he's okay. But the Bible says that man's deceived. Now, I don't know about you. If I'm going to be deceived, I want to know it on this side. I want to know it right now so I can make adjustments and so I don't miss heaven. I don't want to miss the things of God. Amen? Glory to God. So, we are understanding that there is a direct correlation between our love walk, our loving one another, and the joy. You see, joy, joy is not happiness. You see, if we're, to, if we're, if we're getting into happiness, we're into feelings again. Happiness is proportional to your circumstance. It's directly related to your circumstance. I'm having a great day. I'm having a lousy day. But joy is a spiritual force. Joy is a spiritual force. In fact, if we just pop over quick to Galatians chapter 5 and 22. Now, this is what you got when you were born again. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Okay? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. So the very first um, manifestation in your life is love when you, when you meet Jesus as your personal Savior. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now here comes that joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. See? Praise the Lord. You've got it. The problem is sometimes we let the enemy steal it from us. And that's not right. You are gonna, you know, you know the Bible says that one day we're gonna look on the devil and we're gonna go, is that the man that deceived the whole world? Yeah, I mean, he puffs himself up like a big shot. But to be honest with you, I mean, he's given certain rights here, yes. I mean, Adam committed high treason and gave him, gave him that note. He's got a note on things, so, he, can, so he, he definitely has a right to be down here. He's the small G-O-D of this world, the Bible says. Okay. But he's not the G-O-D of you and me. You see, he's not our God. And, and, and we, need to, we need to come to understanding to exercise our authority against that enemy that would want to rob us, first of all, of that love that God has given us. Because the enemy hates love. If he can do anything, he'll try to destroy your love. Because he knows once he's done that, he's destroyed your whole walk. You will, you will accomplish nothing. 
You will go nowhere. You will, we will not be the, the, the men and women of God that we are to be if we get out of love. And the enemy knows that. So he focuses right in on that. Why do you think, people, so why do you think there's so much hate in the world? I mean, when I was a little boy, at least people would, you know, I mean, they certainly weren't perfect or anything, but at least they were more cordial to one another. Today, people just hate one another. They're killing one another and, and, and you know, just stealing and destroying. Well, of course, they're, they're, they're operating on, their, on the one they're serving. Satan, the Bible says, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You see, it's just terrible. But we don't need to be caught up in that. We don't need to be a part of that. We are children of the living God and the Lord Jesus wants to manifest himself specially in our lives that we could be that blessing and we could bear fruit herein is my father glorified the Bible says that you bear much fruit and we cannot be bearing fruit without walking in love because if we don't have if we don't have that love in our life and we don't have that joy in our life and we don't have the other gifts, of the, the other fruits of the Spirit operating in our life. See, that's the, that's the Christian character. We're talking Christian character here. The fruits of the Spirit is the Christian character. That's what you got. That's who you are. When you got Jesus, you got those, you got those fruits. Now, some, some people, it's just budding a little bit, just, just kind of getting started. Well, let's let that grow up a bit and, 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 and go out into a branch because Jesus said, you know, I'm the vine, you're the branches. So, so let that fruit come off of us as the branches. Let the fruit, that fruit of love, come off and, and, and let's let it be demonstrated to a lost and dying world. Glory to God. Amen? The greatest, the greatest expression of divine love is giving. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. <laughs> he gave everything he could. He had nothing else to give. There was nothing more greater, more important, more precious to the Father's heart than his son, and he gave him for us. So the greatest gift, divine gift, is, the greatest, sorry, the greatest expression of divine love is giving. Amen? See, love has to be our motive for giving. I mean, if we give apart from love, if we give just for our own personal reasons, that's not right. We have to, we give from an expression of the Father's love. That's what we're giving for. When we come in here to give even our offerings and our tithes and stuff, we, we don't do that for ourselves. We do that because we love our Father. And we want to give because love is in us to give. That's why we'll walk across the road to our neighbor and help him. That's why we'll be nice to somebody, open the door for a lady, you know, help somebody with a flat tire. Do whatever. We'll do it because love is in us. We don't want to be like the priest. We don't want to be like the Levite and just walk by because, after all, we got a life, man. We are busy. We got things happening, people to see. Man, we got things going on. I got time for that. But as we say those things, it rings in our ears in our society, doesn't it? Because that's what a lot of people are like now. And it's sad all they need is Jesus, and all they need is the Word of God. That's all they need. Just like you and I. That's all we need. We just need Jesus, and we just need to obey the Word of God. And do like the Bible says. Just pretend the Bible's so, and just act it out. Just do like the Bible says to do. And you know what? We're going to have great success. 
because we're not the one doing the work. God's the one working in us. He's the one that's doing it, if we'll just be obedient. Amen? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 and 13. Christ, sorry, 5.13. For brethren, we have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Oh. By love serve one another. Are we, are we seeing a bit of a theme here? Are, are we beginning to get a little bit of a theme here? That in the body of Christ, it's important that we, you and me, serve one another. That's what the word says here. In fact, I'll read this in the message because it has a little, it just brings it out a little bit more, maybe. It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free, free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. See, that's what our freedom is all about. Our freedom is to be a blessing to our brothers and our sisters. Praise the Lord. See, that's what we're called to do. What a difference it would make in our church family and in this city if you and I would begin to just act like the Bible so and begin to love one another. Could we see the difference it could make? Do you think our assembly would grow stronger in faith? Incidentally, do you remember what the scripture says about faith? Faith worketh by love. That means if faith ain't working in your life, maybe check out the love part of it. It, I mean, these are all things that are pertinent and apropos to what we're talking about. Amen? Glory to God. I can see some of you are really pondering. There's some gears turning. You're thinking, that's good. That's what this is all about. You know, some of them had a little bit of rust on them even. But they're cranking, they're turning, starting to break free, starting to turn. Yeah. Just like an old implement that's been out in the field there. You know how you've seen that. Got rust on them old gears and stuff. Been sitting there for years, not being used. All of a sudden, you hook onto it and you start pulling it. Oh, they start to, they, they, they begin to mesh and roll out the rust. Hallelujah. See, some of us have to do that. We've been, we've been listening to the wrong, we've been listening to the wrong God. We've been, we've been falling, some of us have been falling in the wrong, in, in the wrong place. We've been, we've been kind of siding in with the enemy and didn't really realize it until we started thinking about it. You know, I actually did do that. I actually did think evil thoughts towards my brother and sister. Now that I think about it, I'm ashamed of it. I'm, I'm sorry, Father, I, 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 I shouldn't have done that, but I had evil thinkings about my, my, my brother and sister. I'm ashamed to say I did. And if we, you see, the thing is, 
when we begin when we get when we begin to see ourselves in light of the word, then we begin to say, "Okay, I can make adjustments because I understand now. I, I've been letting this slip a little." And uh, you know, the husband needs first needs to be partaker of the fruit, and I I have I I definitely know this for my own life personally. I have to jack myself up on this because I'm kind of a, I'm, I could be a different sort if I let myself. I've gone some through, through some things in life that gave me some hard knocks, you know. And if I wanted to, I could easily side with them, and I could I could get I could get mean too. But no, don't want to do that. I say no, I will not. I I refuse to let the enemy take charge in my life. And I know there's others of you out here that, that know exactly what I'm talking about. There's times that you've made mistakes and, and done things that weren't right. And, 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 you know, you, you're, and you, you're sorry for them. And you know the Lord, the Bible says that if we've had a problem, you know, we just go to Him, ask forgiveness. He'll forgive us. if He knows our heart. But let's, let's, you know, the word repent actually means to turn around. It actually means I'm going this direction, but I make a, I make a 180 degrees turn. I say, nope. I'm not having anything to more, more to do with that. I'm going to walk like this. I'm, I'm going to stop serving myself so much. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stop that. And I'm going, to start, start, I'm going to start getting involved with the body of Christ. I'm going, to, I'm going to get out where the preaching's at. I'm going to hang around with my brothers and sisters. I'm going to, instead of going down to the, to the local you know, pub or whatever or, 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 or you know, drag myself around the lake all day long on Sunday, I'm going to get to church. I'm, I'm going to start tying in with the brothers and sisters. And together, we're going we're to see some great works done. Amen? See, this is serving one another. You see, you, you do understand, brothers and sisters, that you are important to my walk. You do understand that you are important to my walk. We are family. There's things God has put in me but there's also things God's put in you, and those things need to be need to come out that I can be blessed. The one sitting beside you. If you're not here next Sunday, I, mean, I understand there's some vacations and things like that. But I'm talking about if this is a if this is a uh, something that we do all the time, where we show up to church once a month or or once every six months or or Christmas and 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 Easter and stuff like that. You know, well, how is what about what God has given you? to give out to others. What, what's happening to that? You know what's happening to that? You're sitting on it. You're sitting on it. You know why we're doing that? And I've experienced it? It's because of me. We're sitting on it because you are more important to yourself than you are to the person next to you. And that's really where we're at. I know that's hard. I know that's hard, but that's true. Sometimes that's really, we need to face it. Sometimes that's where we're at. We actually are in a place where now, where God is trying to get us out of that. We're in a place where God is trying to move us out of that. He's beginning to talk to us about changing our ways so we can experience the blessing of God. And everyone in this room knows exactly what I'm talking about. There's not one of us here that cannot improve in this area. I mean, if you've, if you've arrived in the area of love and... Uh, you, you don't need to change at all well, then 
Glory to God. I, I, I wish you'd help me. Because I need help. And the only way I can get it is when I begin to act upon that word. And I find the more I'm away from the word of God, the more self-centered I become. If I'll get in the word and begin to pray for my brothers and sisters and learn, you know, learn from the word and pray for my brothers and sisters, I find that my own life kind of sets down a bit. It settles down a bit. I, I kind of climb on top of myself, if you know what I mean. You know? Amen. And that's exactly what the word says. So that's for all of us. Praise the Lord. That's, it's actually good news. It's good news. See, that's what the gospel is. It's good news. Praise the Lord that, that we can change. We can, have, we can have a change in our life. And we can experience this love walk, and then there's nothing greater than the joy of God. We know it. We've experienced it. When the joy of the Lord is working in your life, oh, man, that's precious, isn't it? When, when you're experiencing that, and you're, and you're reaching out to others, and you're experiencing that manifestation of Jesus in your life, both for yourself and for others, it's, it's the greatest thing. To lead somebody to the Lord is one of the greatest things there is in the world, isn't it? What, 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 what greater thing is there to lead somebody to Jesus? There's nothing greater. I mean, after all, that's eternal. You have a part, I have a part of leading somebody to the Lord, which just makes an eternal difference forever and ever 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 forever. Amen. That's exciting. And one day, when we get to heaven, we are going to, when we get before the Lord, these things are going to be opened up and we're going to, and he's going to, he, you think there's no rewards for being diligent and obedient? Yes, there is. There's rewards. You see, it's worth it. Forget not all his benefits, the Bible says. See, there's benefits in serving God. Everybody out there would like to tell you you're a fool to come here when there's lots else happening outside. They'd like to tell you that, man, you're well, how weak to serve God. You, you need a crutch, man. No, no, there's benefits. We got better benefits than they got. Amen. <laughs> that's good. I'll tell you, that's exciting. It's, this isn't all for nothing. There's a real heaven out there, and there's a real hell. But you and I, Christians, we go up. We go up. I said we go up. Oh, yeah, everybody should have been on their feet. I just, I, yeah, I'll tell you. When we, when we understand what we, have been, what we have been delivered from, the more that light gets turned on, the happier you'll get, the more joy will get in your life. Oh, man. I'm just so thankful because I, I, I'd have burned in hell. I'd have burned in hell if it hadn't been for Jesus, for sure. Not uh, for sure. Well, so would you. Yeah, praise God. Isn't the Lord good? Oh, my goodness, my, 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 my. He loves us with a special type of agape love. It's powerful. It's real. Now let's you and I, let's you and I love each other. Remember, this first portion of, the, of, of, of what we're doing on love here this first week, we're talking about love in correlation to giving. You and I need to, we need to be giving ourselves to our brothers and sisters. 
because that's the greatest expression of, love, of divine love. And Jesus said we were to love one another as he loved us. And I'll tell you, there's no greater, there, there was no greater gift given. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let me just look and see if I missed anything. Hallelujah. Actually, in, in Acts, remember what Jesus said? It's written in red again, 2035. It said, Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Hallelujah. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Certainly crossways of the world's thinking today, isn't it? Ephesians 4, just quickly over there, and we'll close with this. You're, you're not, you're, not uh, you're, you're ready with that, right? You're okay with that? Go a little bit longer here. Amen? Oh, yeah, you're walking in love now. Look at that, see? Praise God. I mean, you could have stoned me. You could have thrown things at me, but no, you didn't. You walked in love. Hey, glory to God. That chicken will keep, don't you worry. Glory to God. Hey, the roast will be okay. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are great. I'll tell you. And you love me too, right? Yeah. Oh, glory to God. Look at that. I'm sensing it. Praise God. <laughs> uh, bless the Lord. Okay, Ephesians 4.12. Now, we can start, we'll start at 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That means the, the building up, okay? The building up of the body of Christ. Let's read it in, in the Amplified. His intentions was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his, con, um, his cons, consecrated people, that they should do the work of the ministry toward Building up Christ's body, the church. So, see, we were talking about how important it is for you and I to gather together. Because the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Because it's for building up the body. There's things that you're going to get from me. There's things I'm going to get from you. And it's going to perfect us or bring us into maturity. Because we need maturity. We, we, we don't want to be little baby Christians. We want to be mature Christians. And we need to grow up in that. And we can't do that without one another. Amen? The building up of the body is most important. Jesus is the head. You and I are the many members. You know, is there any way that your body can get something done without your head? It isn't going to happen, is it? Well, do you think it's any different in the body of Christ? How is anything going to be accomplished without the body listening to the head and doing what it's called to do? Are we, do we, are we actually naive enough to think that God's just going to get it all done by himself? Do we actually believe that? Do we believe that everything's going to work out all just perfect goodness on without us being involved? You have to ponder on that one for a while, won't you? But if you go into the scriptures and you begin to study the word of God, you'll find out that you are a big part of it all. Amen? Because we are the body of Christ. You see, on the earth, Jesus, the manifested son of God, and the man, Christ Jesus, was on the earth going about healing all that was oppressed of the devil. Acts 10.38 will tell you that. 
how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Well, he was manifesting himself through the Spirit of God back then. Now, he's the same Spirit being manifested through his body, you and I. In John, I think it's 3.34, the Bible says that Jesus was given the Spirit without measure. Inferring that you and I have been given the Spirit with measure. But, if each one of us, having a portion of that Spirit, work together as the body of Christ, do you not think then that, there would be a, that measure could be divided equally amongst his whole body? Something to think on, isn't it? Something to think on. That the power of God, the same power that was in Jesus, working, setting all that were oppressed of the enemy free, is in you and I as members of the body to do the very same thing. To set the captives free. But we must walk in love for that to work. I'll tell you, Jesus walked in love. Amen? As the body on this earth, Jesus manifested love. As the body on this earth, you and I need to manifest love. Both to ourselves, one, as, as, a, as the body of Christ, and we also have to reach out to those that don't know the Lord. Reach out to those that are hurting. Amen? Oh, we got lots to think about on the next, for the next week. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we'll come back on, on next Sunday and we'll learn more about the love of God. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you stand with me? We are going to close in prayer. But I do want to make an opportunity for any one of you who have been sensing the Lord drawing on your heart and you'd like to just spend a little time with the Lord at the altar here. Maybe you've made some mistakes that you really want to go to the Lord and just ask for forgiveness. You want to, you want to just spend some time with the Lord and, and uh, just allow the Spirit of God to, to minister to you. And, and if, you need to, if you need to talk to somebody, maybe there's somebody that you did wrong, that's your business between you and them. If you want to, if you want to talk to them and just say, you know, the Lord's been working on my heart. I, I'm sorry I've done you wrong, man. Well, you, you do that. You get that done. Don't, don't, don't. Say, oh, I'll do it next week or I'll do it next year. No, no, no. Get it done right now. Or if you need to meet Jesus, maybe you're in this place and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. Maybe you don't know that if you departed from this earth today, where you would go. You don't know where your home is and you're concerned. I, I invite you to come up and I, I want to pray with you and I want to lead you to Jesus. Meet the Savior, the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, the only one, the firstborn, meet him. Or if you've got a problem in your body, or you just need some prayer. You just need, you just need to, somebody to agree with you and lay hands on you. Will you come on up? Because there is a ministry of laying on of hands, right? For every believer. There's a special ministry, but there's also just the ministry of laying on hands between the brothers. Amen? So you come on up. I invite you to come up. And together... We'll see the enemy defeated. Amen. Glory to God.
This stuff's all real, folks. The Spirit of God is here to do a work. Let's give him that opportunity. Don't, don't run away. If you've got a problem, run towards Jesus. Come on up and spend your time at the altar. Come on up and prayer team here will pray for you. Amen? Otherwise, you're dismissed after the songs here, and you can just have a great week, and we'll, we'll come back together again. Amen? Next Sunday. Come out for Wednesday. Wednesday night, we, do some, we have some good things going on, too. Come on out and be a part. Hallelujah. Praise God. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.